2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: The Brad Biggs. Bigs time. Biggs. With money and haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with. hall chicago sports radio six seven of the score brad biggs is the football man of the chicago tribune a long time contributor to the station and a valued friend and he joins us now on the signature bank score hotline signature bank making commercial banking personal big day morning brad morning boys what's going on well, the big day is today. We're going to hear from the new president of the Chicago Bears. It is the uh the Kevin Warren day, the introduction. Uh how important is a first impression? Does it matter and what are you anticipating hearing from this guy?
0: I Yeah, it's important um but it's you know, it's also on the surface, right? What matters is what this guy's going to be Accomplishing six months from now. Uh, What matters is what we're going to look at uh, in the summer of 2024 and say, "Hey, um, you know, here's some things you can attribute to Kevin Warren for his first 18 months on the job." I think that's that's really where you're going to measure progress and and what the value uh, the Bears receive. In hiring someone that's going to bring in uh, some fresh perspective, some uh, outside ideas, and uh, things of that nature at a critical time for the organization with the pursuit of a new stadium uh, in Arlington Heights.
4: Do you expect him to be specific about the Arlington Heights plan, and do you expect him to be specific about his goal of winning a Super Bowl?
0: I, you know, I, he'll, he'll probably be as specific as his boss George wants him to be, right? I mean, that—that's uh, my first thing. Um, yeah, everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. Like, are we going to give them credit for saying that they want to—they want to pair up the the single Lombardi Trophy they have in the facility with another one? I, you know, I, I'm not going to pay a lot of uh, attention to anything like that. That that we want to pursue a championship. They're they all 32 are trying to do that. You're, you're going to have a story. In my opinion, you're going to be unique when you say, uh, you know, the NFL makes uh, these franchises a ton of money, whether they win or lose every year, we just want to keep filling the coffers. Then, then to me, you've got a story. Um, This football team is a long, long, long ways away from competing uh, for a championship.
3: Do you say that or do you go the other way, right? I mean, I think when you're talking about a team president, it's more of an overview, larger picture of where you're going as opposed to, listen, we have little chance and it's going to take a long vision, time.
4: Vision, Brad. We want vision.
0: Well, I I mean, you can want vision. First, you need defensive linemen. You need <laughs> offensive linemen. You you know, I mean, we could roll through – you. you you need a hell of a lot before we, I think you even need vision. You you need uh, to upgrade your depth chart. And um, they've got a GM in place that was just hired 12 months ago. And I'm sure he's going to get the full support of Kevin Warren, uh, who will be overseeing football operations for the first time. That's not something that was, you know, under him when he worked for the Minnesota Vikings. They had a clear delineation between the business side of the organization and the football side, and he was over the business side. So taking on a new role and responsibility now with the Bears.
4: So we're going to carry the Kevin Warren press conference live here on The Score at noon. He's going to be a guest of the Bernstein and Holmes show after that. We're going to hear a lot from Kevin Warren today, Brad. And I know that, yeah, you need a defensive line before you want to hear vision. I'm curious how – when we talk about specifics, he never has been the guy that's overseen the football operations before. Does it matter to you? If anything matters to you, what you hear today, does it matter to you how football-y he sounds? Or do you want him to sound more general? Do you want him to sound... Everybody's curious, and we make such a big deal about where that line is. Will you be listening for those kinds of cues today?
0: Maybe a little bit. I know... I know everyone, it it seems like most people, like their idea for this, um, you know, perfect team president, if you were just going to create one from scratch, has someone with uh, an NFL playing background, right? Where they've they've played in the league uh, and they happen to be obviously super sharp. And so they can handle everything that would be thrown at you. In a in the role of a of a team president, well, there for whatever reason there aren't a lot of people with that in their background that have reached that level or have aspired to even stay in the business. So, you know, maybe they've become um, CEOs or high-ranking officials in other industries, if you will. You know, heck, Alan Page became a judge. So um, football-y, I don't think he has to sound football-y. You know, look at at some of these teams that are playing really well. Does anybody know who their team president is or what his football background is? I think you get the right GM in place, and you're hoping that Ryan Poles is the right GM, and you empower him. Your team president's job is to uh, hold him to a standard, hold that guy to a standard, but to – provide him with the resources and anything he can need to improve your, your football operation. I mean, here's the, this is a situation where if Ryan Poles thought there was something that the bears have been a little short on since he arrived, he could go to Kevin Warren. You know, you're not, you're not doing that day one or week one on the job, but say, Hey, here's one thing I think we could, you know, use more of around here. Here's something I think we should consider. And maybe he gets it from the new GM. But, you know, to me, the biggest job this guy's going to have is leading uh, a charge to Arlington Heights. Um, he was also instrumental in the construction of a fabulous team facility for the Vikings in Minnesota. Well, the Bears have already gotten one of those. Um, Their place is on par pretty much with all the best ones in the league. So that box has been checked for anyone that would be in that chair replacing uh, Ted Phillips. I think you're curious what Kevin has to say about the football side of things, but you're probably understanding that a lot of his time probably needs to be dedicated to the stadium issue. You know, if they're going to build a new stadium, they need to get it right. They didn't get the current stadium. Right. Did they? Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's fairly obvious it, it in the fact that they're trying to build a new one and the fact that it was kind of outdated the minute it opened. Um, Brad, we watched the uh, the Super Wild Card Weekend, as the NFL wants to call can it. We just,
0: can we drop the super part? That, Come on.
3: Um, no, because it, it leads in the Super Bowl. It's marketing. And it's, it's wild card on steroids. Yeah. They want you to know uh, that it's all marketing. Uh, but anyway, we, we watched all of them, and we discussed this morning – um, the big takeaways from a Bears perspective, and we struggled a little bit to find them. You know, maybe can you win with uh, with a Lamar Jackson-type offense without Lamar Jackson? How does that relate to Justin Fields? Uh, maybe, you know, something like watching the Jags make their comeback. Um, the Bears are kind of in the same boat with a quarterback taken in that draft. Is there any takeaway that you had? as you watched through the lens
0: of uh, the bears boy through the lens of the bears you know the maybe the biggest thing is i think if you count robert quinn who was designated to return by the eagles uh off of ir following up he had a knee scope right back at the very beginning of december i believe it was so Philly's trying to get him back in the mix for what will be the Eagles' first playoff game this weekend because right. they had to the buy. So if you include Quinn, understanding he may not start, but if he's available, he's going to be in that wave of edge rushers. I think you get seven starters from that Bears defense a year ago that started in the playoffs in, in, in the first round. You know, you talk about Hicks last night, Akeem Hicks. Uh, Tashawn Gibson, uh, Cyrus Tonga, and Duke Shelley up in Minnesota, Um, Quinn, and then obviously uh, Roquan Smith. I don't know if I get to seven, but I know there's seven of them. So, you know, yes, Khalil Mack, Mack, there's number seven. So that explains to you, you know, how much work there is to do for this defense because they just tried to replace those seven guys not that all seven of those guys are great but they tried to replace them on the fly and sort of on the cheap and you um it was one of those situations where you 100 percent got what you paid for in terms of the games in general i thought the worst thing i saw until um brett maher couldn't make a kick last night was the dolphins uh trying to get their plays in which granted you're you're rolling with a third quarterback uh but their uh inefficiency with the play clock was yeah i mean that's that was hard to watch
4: brad this is what i wondered i look at a ravens team as pretty complete and except for frankly a a fluky play at the goal line that's unbelievable might have advanced with tyler huntley as a quarterback against the uh Against, a Super Bowl against team a Super from a Bowl year team. ago. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson didn't play the last five games. He's been out over a month. And he now I think if you're the Ravens, you wonder about his durability, and I wonder how much they wonder about his durability. I wonder how that's going to be reflected in these contract negotiations. They've got issues there. When they have a quarterback and an offense styled around that quarterback, from a Bears perspective, how closely are you watching with the way this is hand, being handled – And does it give you any pause in terms of opening your championship window, if you want to call it that, over the next three to four years with a guy who is very much like Lamar Jackson in that he's going to be exposing himself to the same kind of hits on a weekly basis?
0: Yeah, I'd be – you know, you look at it and you wonder about the sustainability of having a quarterback who gets hit a lot. To me, me, that's what you're – sort of curious about I mean championship window the the Bears they can't even dream about that right now I understand the quarterbacks on a rookie contract but um, they were just terrible this past I mean they lost 14 games so they're not going to be uh, forget open in the window they're, they're not going to be knocking on the window uh, next season but it is interesting f- from the standpoint that Jackson had mostly been a durable guy until this knee injury, which has caused a little bit of uproar Uh, in some circles, some people wondering why he's not out there with the brace Uh, others saying he'd be foolish to uh, risk it, which is completely understandable uh, as he pursues this contract, because he's probably going to get the franchise tag from from them. You know, the reports are guys that he passed on a six year contract, that included $133 million, fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Um, So, you know, that wasn't, uh, and I think it was the, the, uh, it was 250 million total. Okay. I'm just giving you the fully guaranteed part. He is probably like the other quarterbacks that are going to be coming up Gunning for every dollar in the deal to be fully guaranteed, like the um, Haslam family, which owns the Cleveland Browns, uh, foolishly gave Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, And so I think these other teams are looking at it and saying, hey, um, you may call it precedent, we call it stupidity. Right. Where you're looking at it and you're saying, yes, we uh, we understand what Deshaun Watson got. We didn't give that out. And we're sure as heck not going to give that out to you. You know, that contract creating, um, I think, a lot of anger for NFL clubs uh, as because agents and players are going to try to uh, replicate that now. And um, that is what Lamar has sought reportedly anyway, to get the deal fully guaranteed. And for a player, hey, you can't blame them. Uh, on the team side, why, why would they want to do that with the guy who's taken uh, so many hits?
3: Brad, the uh, the Giants scored 31 points against uh, the Vikings, and the Vikings have got some issues on their defense. they got to straighten out. But uh, it was interesting to see Daniel Jones. He passed for 301 yards and a couple touchdowns. He also led them in rushing with 78 yards. Um, is, that, is that kind of the future look that the Bears want out of their quarterback? Are they, are they looking at a guy like that who's able to run the ball and make some big plays? And, you know, again, Saquon Barkley had a really good game, and he's going to be a, a free agent. But you could argue that the, that the Giants won the line of scrimmage, and that's why the quarterback could run and the running back could run and they also could throw
0: the ball. Yeah, Daniel Jones, I think he had just over 700 yards rushing this season, guys. So, um, tremendous athlete, not nearly uh, what Justin Fields was able to put up on the ground this year, but behind an offensive line that there were a lot of questions about this season, and that's probably still a group New York wants to improve. Daniel Jones, guys, threw for over 3,200 yards and. You'd have a – I mean, your phone lines would be wide open for a while looking for callers to be able to name every wide receiver that Daniel Jones was was throwing to. You know, there's obviously everybody knows about Darius Slayton, um, Richie James, Isaiah Hudgens, uh, Marcus Johnson, um, you know, some of the just sort of guys that uh, Daniel Jones has been thrown to. Um, former Bears wide receivers coach Mike Groh doing a pretty good job uh, on Brian Dable's staff there uh, in New York. So I'm just pointing out that it wasn't like Daniel Jones had a um, monster offensive line or uh, a ton of um, skill position talent on the outside. We, we all know what Saquon Barkley can do, uh, but he Daniel Jones is just throwing to dudes.
4: All right, Brad. So we mentioned Brett Maher missing four extra points, and I wondered if he would be cut this week. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. The Cowboys remarkably embraced him post game, publicly supporting him in the way that they did. But you pointed out in a text before your appearance here a silver lining in the missed extra points because the total ended up being 45. The uh, over under was 45 five and a half, but. You said if we would have listened to Joe Fortenbaugh on Friday, we would have all taken the under. Is that correct? I believe
0: Joe uh, Joe was promoting uh, the under during his television appearance um, late yesterday afternoon, early evening. I, I can tell you that.
4: Okay. So that's not such a bad thing then, in missing four extra points. That's the, the – It was odd to watch, though, Brad. I mean, are you surprised they are supporting him as much as they're supporting him, and they're not going to be looking for a kicker this week? Well, like, hey,
0: what they say post-game on a Monday night uh, is one thing. Let's see if the Dallas Cowboys report uh, tryouts uh, at the Star, which is what they call their facility, today or tomorrow. Okay, because that's gonna tell me a hell of a lot more about Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy's faith in their kicker than anything they utter uh, post game. I mean, he was he was really good during the regular season. I can tell you that Maher. Um, he was he was good across the board, field goals, extra points, the whole nine yards. So that was shocking to see last night. And um, if anyone benefits from this, you know, you've got a guy who, well, it didn't lose them the game. Four extra points is so sort of jarring that maybe um, Cody Parkey isn't the punchline in as many uh, kicker jokes now moving forward. Maybe Maher kind of takes some of that space up. Oh, boy.
3: Um, We'll let you go, Brad. We had an interesting conversation about Brock Purdy. And uh, and the Niners and I'm just curious. You watched him play in that game. Do you believe the Niners can win a Super Bowl with him at quarterback?
0: I think it's possible. They'll have to be um, fantastic uh, around him. Right. They'll have to be just dynamic on defense. You know, can they go? The first step, obviously, they have to win this weekend, and then they're probably going to have to go into Philadelphia. And, and win a football game there. And I think that's possible uh, with the, the skill position talent they have with seemingly Kyle Shanahan finding sort of the perfect situations to, to put Purdy in mm-hmm. week after week, you know, in terms of some of these play calls and, and how they're able to execute. It's been really impressive, and they, and they do have a wealth of talent on defense as well. So I think it's possible. They wouldn't be the favorite, but uh, my goodness, that team changed quarterbacks going to uh, Mister Irrelevant and hasn't skipped a beat. They've yeah. uh, they haven't lost since uh, before Halloween, guys.
3: Incredible, Big Z, Thank you, buddy. Great catching up. Appreciate it. Good luck uh, this afternoon. Thanks, we'll look Brad. Forward to hearing you. Have a great day, guys. See you later. That is our guy, Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune. Their football man.
4: I want to come I'm, come back and ask you about our reaction to the Vikings Giants game especially as it <laughs> pertains to one player on uh, yeah on the Giants. All right. 312 I know who that is.
3: 3126446767 Mull you know on the score.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? Barkley the back, Jones under center, trailing seven, nothing, they're going to mark him at the 28
5: of the Vikings, first and ten, snapping the pitch out, it's Barkley, a block from the left tackle, he goes past the 25, far sideline, wow. 20, breaks the tackle, 10, Five, touchdown, he's in, what a run, swerving by defenders, rocketing down the sideline, Saquon Barkley with a 28-yard sideline touchdown run,
3: Mully at Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That was the 28-yard touchdown run by one Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, is an unrestricted free agent. Yes, he
4: is. So allow me or allow us one of these meatball moments for, if you will. Yes. We try to limit those, right? Because it's impossible. it's way too early. It's January 17th, yes. and you cannot really project anybody's Free agent shopping list, anybody's trade ideas. So any anywhere you see speculation about a specific player being mentioned or dangled in a trade, dismiss it. Understand that it's just purely speculation. Right. Teams, especially for teams. By the way, and I don't want to digress, but like teams that don't even have head coaches yet are going to be talking trades about specific players. No, Michael Pittman is not being dangled to the Bears. Thank you. But as a, as pertaining to Saquon Barkley. I have to say, Molly, Mm. we had the same reaction to watching that play that we just heard Kevin Harlan describe so well on Westwood Radio. That was tremendous. That was captivating. And my first reaction was, sign him. He's a stud. (laughs) (laughs) He's a stud. And can you imagine – for a moment, I believe I texted you that you did those exact words. I didn't yeah. want to reveal your private no, text. No, it's but okay. We'll go you public can, with that. You said, you "Can say it." Sign
3: Saquon Barkley. I, I mean, what else am I supposed to think when I see that? Uh, I couldn't help it. Not only that, he could catch. He can run. He's a really. D- the Bears have nothing but money. They, they can buy
4: anybody they want. Five receptions, fifty-six yards, long of twenty-four, and he can get it and go like a long handoff. He also carried only nine times but 53 yards. They didn't need him to do much more than that. You heard his long of 28 yards. He scored two touchdowns. He is a difference maker. He occupies the thoughts of every defensive coordinator leading into every game he plays in. I know he's been limited because of injuries. You'd have to get some of those things answered, but you're exactly right. You're going to have so much money to spend. I don't want to hear about how you can't afford Saquon Barkley. I'm fascinated by the possibility, as we sit here this morning at mid-January, of Saquon Barkley behind Justin Fields, possibly throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, that to me would be an offense worth watching. And even without the Hopkins part, having Fields and Barkley, it would be like a video game. <laughs> it's
3: really true. I mean, it would be a ton of fun, and you can't help. I mean, when you're watching, when you're watching that game, you couldn't help but I. I know I'm a meathead for doing it, but I'm looking at every player that is available in free agency, whether they really are or not, and I'm thinking, sign this guy. Why wouldn't Sign you? that guy. Let's just y- sign everyone, for God's
4: sake. You don't know what the Giants are going to do. It would be in their best interest, and you know the pressure will be oh, on, especially after they won a playoff game because of him in large part, but Daniel Jones being terrific as well. A lot of pressure on the Giants going into this offseason to keep Barkley in a Giants uniform and Joe Shane the new general manager yeah who has made every move you know pretty pretty good first year
3: local guy made good
4: yes you figure that he's going to do the right thing but if Saquon Barkley is on the open market and you are Ryan Poles absolutely you've got to make it you make him think about it you got to make him think
3: about he's it he's a really good player i mean he's really good and i get it he's getting older he was hurt i mean i understand all the reasons you'd be afraid of it and nobody values a running back but if you're actually putting together a running game and
4: you got i like that video game it's hysterical dustin and i were talking during the break because i know that if you say go sign a running back and overpay if you have to well it's not a premium position you know that it's not a premium position he had the perfect answer it is if it's the right guy right and that, that was always my argument with the roquan smith debate Linebacker not being a premium position. Well, you know, if he can control the game and make some big plays, if the right guy makes that a more valuable spot in any defense, and likewise, running backs who are devalued across the NFL these days, if it's Saquon Barkley, you I know, don't know that he's devaluing your offense at all.
3: Listen, I mean, the reality is that if, if, any, if any player comes available, whether it's, you know – I mean, we're talking, we're hearing about DeAndre Hopkins. People are talking about Mike Evans. You know, whoever it might be, Mm -hmm. contemplate that. Think that through a little bit because, you know, guys that can go get the ball make the quarterback a better player. Guys that are number one receivers allow other guys to slot in in the proper fashion. You can make your receiving core a lot better if you just add a player or two to that group. And that that is your offense too. I, I mean, listen, it starts on the offensive line. I understand that. I I do think they need to add one or two and one really good player to their offensive line. They they might be able to draft some help on the defensive line, but they still have to add to that group. There there are a lot of things that the Bears need, but they've got a boatload of money. And I mean, who can, you don't
4: have to worry
3: about. Well, I mean, we don't want to spend 20000000 Viking million. You're, yes, not the you Vi- you're not the
4: Vikings. You're no. not the Vikings up against the cap, over the cap. Exactly. And your point's an excellent one about the wide receiving court. It, to me, it's almost like the same kind of logic you applied to a starting pitching rotation in baseball. Yes. Who lines up as the ace and gets those tough matchups. Right. Then whoever the, the would-be ace would be goes to number two, and boy, that looks good. And then the two becomes a three, and that's even better. So – on the Bears, then all of a sudden, if you get a guy like Mike Evans, who may not want to return to Tampa if Tom Brady doesn't. exactly, You've got to keep an eye on that. So, all of a sudden, you get a Mike Evans type, and he's your number one. Well, you know Fantastic. what? Chase Claypool is better as a number two. Yes, he is. Patrick uh, uh, Darnell, Darnell Mooney, Mooney yes. is an outstanding number three. Yes. So, then you have three guys who legitimize your passing game in a way that you really, really need right now.
3: And, and our thanks to the fine folks at Westwood One for the highlight. Those games are on uh, the score, and they do a fantastic job. I mean, they're i got to tell you—I'm driving and and I'm listening to Kevin Harlan. There's nobody that does that screams big game more than Kevin Harlan. He's great. I wish One.
4: that he would have done the Saturday night game. Yes, the Jacksonville comeback that woke Al Michaels up out of his slumber in the second oh my half. Oh my gosh, that was tough to watch.
3: Yeah. But you know, I mean, I I know a lot of people don't like Tony Dungy as a um, as a a broadcaster. They kind of like him more as an analyst than a studio analyst than a than a game analyst. I thought he did very well. I thought I, he told you how you have to go about uh, coming back, and he's done it before he, in the playoffs. It was interesting.
4: He's cerebral. He's going to give yes. you the the analytical coach's perspective yes. that I think is necessary. Games like that, I just think there was some energy lacking in that booth for whatever reason. They took, they heard about it on on the Twitter machine, and that's unfortunate. But um, I, it was it was one of the best games of the weekend, and it wasn't one of the best broadcasts.
3: And, and I've said this before: I I would like the Bears to bring back David Montgomery. I think he's a heart and soul type guy. I think he's really done everything you can. They obviously would do so, but only at their price, only at kind of a budget signing. I'm afraid. I- and and I mean, if you really want to get good, sign the best players available. Best
4: one, go out and get them.
3: Go I, pay I, whatever it costs. Front load the contract so no one can match it. <laughs> don't don't sign a uh, you know don't don't sign a player off of the offensive
4: line and and let a team match that deal. Go get them. I will be every guy I will be want. unhappy if they sign David Montgomery, but if they sign Saquon Barkley, it changes your offense considerably. And I'm not saying it's even possible that he'll get them to the market. But right now, anything seems possible because we're still, we're still just in the midst of the postseason. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Let me ask you this in, in, as it pertains to free agents. Shifting to the AFC and the Lamar Jackson thing that we mentioned, Tyler Huntley was one fluky play away oh from establishing God. himself or at least posing the question in Baltimore, how sustainable is this with him? as their quarterback and going into free agency, winning a playoff game, had they won that playoff game, if he scored on that quarterback sneak and asking different kinds of questions about Lamar Jackson, as it is Sam Hubbard returns a fumble. It was a highlight of the, of the weekend. The Bengals win the game and the, the Ravens are publicly bickering and a lot of players are showing their support for Lamar Jackson, who was unsigned. Yeah. What happens there? Are they going to franchise tag him? Are they going to make him a long-term offer he accepts he's got to face the fact that he did turn down 130 million dollars plus in guaranteed money now
3: would you give him that kind of money right now yeah i think he it was a mistake for him he should have he should have signed that deal at the time um i i think that that play of all the plays this weekend obviously the jags coming back that's the big story right that was an historic lead they overcame and Congratulations to them, but you know the Chargers aided them in that in that totally uh, totally aided them. I think that play that that you know when you're reaching trying to put the ball over the line, and you saw you saw uh, the Jaguars did it very well. Trevor Lawrence did that play well. It was like the, the, the Ravens were a little further out than they realized, well, and he puts the ball up and it's knocked out. Next thing you know, you got a guy running down the length of the field. That fourteen point you know, seven one way versus seven that swing was the story of that game. It's a game. It, that was the whole right there. bloody game right
4: in that moment. He tried to beat Trevor Lawrence, but the problem was he's not six six. No. See now no. that on the quarterback a sneak. Yeah. When you're Trevor Lawrence and you have that kind of reach and you're a small forward by NBA standards, you can do that. But when you're Tyler Huntley and you go high, you should have gone low, and John Harbaugh was very quick to point that out post game.
3: Holy cow. All right, we've got uh, Coach Wanstead joining us next. We're going to talk to him for a couple of segments, get his take on the wild weekend in football and where we're at now and the president's – your honor, the president will be making a statement today. And I'm talking about the Bears' new president. And we'll ask Dave about it. Mully and Hawn the score.
1: Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six years. Not Bears. Not Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about Jim Cowboy?
3: Yeah! Great mustache. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a
5: cause the mustache.
3: Wani hanging out with Mully and Haw. Open
2: up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D a v e.
5: Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that. Okay. Thank next, you. Question, <laughs> Thank <you>. next question. <laughs> Thank next you next you very
3: question. Next question. Dave wants Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. It's always a delight to talk to. Dave. Coach Wanstead, he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank Making Commercial Banking Personal. Dave, good morning. How are you, sir?
5: I'm doing good, fellas. Absolutely. Yes, um, all good. Uh, Down here in Florida, just kind of checking on the house for a couple days, but uh, I'll be back uh, in town next week and looking forward to uh, being live with you guys right up, up through the Super Bowl.
4: So much we want to ask, Dave. Let's start with the Cowboys because of your insight into that organization. They they look great. Dak Prescott looked in command. They did things on both sides of the ball that make them look legitimate as a NFC title contender. The kicker missed four extra points. Would you cut them?
5: Wow. You know what? I probably would not cut them. Uh, I, I would – boy, he's been good all year. He hasn't missed, you know. Now, I would have to sit down with the kid, talk to him. Uh, I probably would not cut him. I mean, I think at this point, um, I wouldn't do that. I I, I wouldn't do that. I I would probably see. Now, if we went out there this week in practice, and two days in a row, uh, he was shanking him right and left, and then I would cut him, definitely, and bring somebody else in. But if we went out there this week in practice, and he got back to his consistent self, I would say, okay, let's move on. What was the reason? You know, try to talk him through it. You know, the one thing about those kickers, though, if they do lose confidence, it's kind of like a golfer. Uh, You know, it's tough to get it back. The way you get your confidence back is in practice. So I think these two days of practice will be a real key in finalizing whether I keep them or not, to be honest with you. Would would
3: Jimmy... Dave have caught him after the third or the fourth miss.
5: <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy may have told him what he told Kerr and Richards. You know what? You just had your last kick for the Dallas
4: Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's a temptation. I guess that that's why I was surprised. I really was surprised, Dave, that so many players were publicly supporting him afterward, and Jerry Jones of all people publicly supported him afterward.
5: He, he's been good all year and now they, every team has a short list. So you know they have a couple guys that they could sign tonight. That wouldn't be a problem. And those kickers, it's not like they have to spend two weeks of learning an offense or defense. So I, I, it, it would be critical that uh, that we get out there and practice and he gets his confidence back. I mean, that's how a golfer gets it back or any athlete. You get your confidence in practice. You don't get it in a game or in live competition. So it's, that's a tough one. I mean, if he gets out there and practice, as I said, and I'll shut up here and he's a basket case and he's missing them. You got to get somebody else.
3: Dave, uh, obviously today is uh, introduction day for Kevin Warren as the bears president. And we'll hear from him at noon and we'll carry it live on the score. Um, it, it's interesting. Cause I think, um, you know, we've been, Speculating on what he will say and and how you know what his message will be, is it obvious to you that um, that you should just kind of go along with uh, with the program? Talk about the future. I mean, he's he's not going to deal with football stuff happening right now, but I'm sure he's going to talk about the future of the organization, his role in it, etc.
5: Yeah, I, I would expect him not. I would expect him to have total support and be excited about working with uh, Ryan Poles and working with Matt Eberflus and the great tradition of the Bears. The same thing that everybody says, which is all facts, you know, one of the best football cities in the history of our franchise and on and on. And there's a lot of opportunities. Just what you said, Molly, and with the new stadium on the horizon, uh, it's an exciting time to be part of this organization. I would be shocked if he got into any specifics uh, what he's going to do. Now, they're going to ask him. And, and the one thing that I'm real curious about, maybe you guys already have this answer. Th- does Ryan Poles report to him? Uh, how is that structure there? You know, is who's reporting to who? And, you know, I do know this. You know, from my experience with the Bears, with Ted Phillips, that Ted really was never—I've never felt like I was working for Ted when he was the president. Uh, but I, Ted had as much influence with Michael McCaskey and all of them in Virginia as anybody in the organization. So I think that I think that he's going to be a big sounding board for George, but I don't think he'll be a decision-making maker whether boy we're not drafting well or we're not running the offense that I like I I I would be shocked if he's involved in that stuff
4: Dave it's been reported I think Dan Wieterer as well as others have pointed out that Ryan Poles will report to Kevin Warren and I don't think George will be in the same role he is now that will be a subtle change I'm curious to to know just so like everybody else how much clarity we'll get on that specific thing today if at all but I also think it might not be fair to, to, to look too much into that today because Kevin Warren doesn't really know what it's going to be like to oversee Ryan Poles or to work with Ryan Poles or how much he's going to have to watch every move or consult with him on everything because how do you know somebody if you've never worked with them on a regular basis?
5: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I really, now, the, the positive about Kevin is he is an athlete. He's not one of these guys that was hired to be president that was a CEO of a financial company, okay? The guy was an athlete in high school and college, so he gets the, and by that, I mean, he understands what coaches go through. He understands, you know, what a players, different players, what uh, involved there He's got a good feel for the salary cap being at Minnesota when they signed Kirk cousins at that time, to the largest contract of any quarterback. I'll tell you guys what I'm going to do. I'm going to text Dustin, uh, Rick Spielman's cell number and you guys yeah. need to get, you, you need to get Rick on there with you. I talked to Rick last week. I do. He's on the 30, 13 with me. Right. Uh, so, uh, cause Rick would be a great one to talk to cause he worked with Kevin for, uh, X amount of years at Minnesota.
3: Dave, um, Greg Sankey, the uh, SEC commissioner, took a a very a very big shot at Kevin Warren, and and it was veiled only slightly. Um, he did a, uh, a, a a news conference and he on, on Saturday, and he said, and I'm quoting: "We need leaders today in college football and college sports, not leaders." who make us stop to build a resume and go on to something else. But those who understand the problems ahead are real and demand our attention.
5: Yeah, that's, uh, boy, I I don't get that. I mean, you know, you, you don't know what's going on with Kevin. I mean, he's in Chicago mm-hmm. with his personal life. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't like the 14 calls every week from presidents and 14 calls from athletic directors. And, and this kind of a little bit better quality of life for him and his family. And, and, and they don't have to move and stay in Chicago. And he's got he's got a real comfort zone with dealing with stadiums, you know, because he went through it at Minnesota. So I think that's a pretty harsh comment, to be quite honest with you, uh, you know, without knowing the specifics of, of why Kevin
4: made this change. It sounds like one commissioner is unhappy about another commissioner expanding his league to include UCLA and USC. That's what it sounds like.
5: uh, and, and That's ex- I think you guys are right on point. You know why they keep making the Big Ten stronger and stronger. And, and Kevin, uh, yeah, that is part of his resume. I mean, that's a very, very strong part of Kevin Warren's resume that he had two teams in the college football playoff, and he added two teams that are as good athletic departments as there are in the entire country, not just football, but USC and UCLA.
3: All right, Dave. We're going to uh, take a minute. We'll come back. We can talk some more about the playoffs. There's like another story with Jim Harbaugh, apparently re- returning again, flirting and then returning. We'll have to ask you about that too. It's Mully and Haw. We've got Coach Wanstead on Chicago Sports Radio six seven to the score.
2: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.